Welcome to Gain That Tune. It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. Oh man, it's your boy John Harrington here. We got John Regan, say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore, say hey. Hey. We got David Fleming, say hey. Hey. How we doing, guys? It's it's a fantastic night for Game That Tune. We're doing things a little different tonight. Not that it matters if you're listening in podcast form, but a little Game That Tuesday night. A little, uh, little change of pace, you know. We got, we got. Uh, it's an American holiday that we celebrate once a year on our usual Wednesday. So we're uh, we're coming early this week, and it's uh, it's game that tune on Tuesday. Um, so yeah, uh, I think we're gonna have a blast, even though we're clearly out of sorts. We're you know just 24 hours ahead. Uh, but if you're just joining us for the first time, what we're gonna do is uh, listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. Uh, we try and guess the games based on the songs, a little bit of trivia, goof off, have a lot of fun, uh, barely talk about the games, and uh, the winner at the end of the night gets to play a bonus tune and pick the theme for the next episode. And I believe it was Mr. David Fleming that won last week's show. So, uh, David, what's that fantastic theme you got for us tonight? Uh, the theme for tonight is handheld. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we've had this theme before, and I think it's always a fantastic theme, because, David, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are a lot of games that are on handheld systems. There are a few, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good. Oddly enough. I'll have our guys fact check that. Um, but yes, I believe the uh, the number is lots. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know. Always, uh, always fun going with the handhelds, and I feel like you know we need to kind of set handhelds as a theme every so often because I tend to ignore handhelds. Like I've been thinking of like themes where it's like the series. It's like, oh yeah, what's like the second or third game in that series? Well, the handheld one doesn't count. Okay, you know you just always skip over those handheld ones. They don't count. So you're talking so. about Kingdom Hearts? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to build the story to you know put the story of Kingdom Hearts the back together in anticipation of Kingdom Hearts three, and it turns out you just can't do it. So uh, <laughs> you know even with the handhelds, it doesn't make any sense. But because well, um, you also have to factor in the uh, Japan only mobile game. Um. Yeah. That's uh. I did not even realize that was a factor. That did not come up in my research. So, uh, great. That's a few more pages in my Kingdom Hearts compendium that I'm going to have to complete before, uh, you know, deciphering Kingdom Hearts 3. But anyway, uh, yeah, handheld games, they are numerous. They are frequently overlooked. And uh, they have fantastic tunes. So, Johnny, I think we just got to jump into it, man. What do we have? Game 1.
Alrighty. So this game consists of four stages, and unlike other games in the series, there are no sub-weapons, and hearts are used to restore health. The player has three lives, and um, weapons can be upgraded, such as the whip into the chain whip and the flame whip. But any enemy damage will downgrade an upgraded weapon. Oh, and there are uh, no stairs. Oh, good. feeling very i am good. feeling very good yeah, yeah. awesome the uh the first right. first song clued in the system second song clued in the series and uh from there i don't know i'm just kind of guessing but i think we got it <laughs> all right whip them out <laughs> more see. whip puns please we got um let's see johnny says castlevania that's wrong <laughs> uh, and john and david say castlevania and that's correct um oh I said Castlevania for Game Boy. I feel like that should be no. That's wrong. Right. All right. That's wrong. Jesse's Spider-Man mad at you. Screwjob. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep up I with like the storylines here. I like how you didn't even here. specify. Like you said Castlevania for Game Boy, while they said Castlevania Avenger. Just now they said Castlevania. That's right. He said Castlevania. That's wrong. They all said Castlevania. Pretty much. But John's wrong. <laughs> classic. Uh, he's pulling a classic Johnny move. I like it. Um. That's fine. It is. <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> um, so, get? Castlevania Adventure, uh, you know, the Game Boy Castlevania. Um, I have never played a Game Boy Castlevania. That is, uh, I'm oh, yeah. assuming it's hard and the screen is small. You know, okay, so I, I do have it for, um, I have the on virtual console on my 3DS. So I was dicking around with it earlier and and like, it's like if you've played the first Castlevania and that's it, and then someone said, "Hey, here's Castlevania on the go," you'd be like, "Well, this is kind of cool." But like having played other Castlevanias, it's it's very difficult, and in some ways it's difficult, like unfairly. Like there's a lot of pixel perfect jumping that's just really dumb, especially with bats that respawn every time you fall. And there are no stairs, which is crazy. 
is weird. Like, that's a thing that there's no stairs in this game. That's like, how, everything's a ropes that you climb up. I was going to say, that's <laughs> how they screw you, man. You can't ever take the stairs. <laughs> they, didn't, they don't yeah. make it easy on you. And um, the levels are really, really long. And, like, if you lose those three lives, you have to start all the way over. And it's, it is a pain. Like, it's, this game isn't forgiving. Like, it's, it's an Admiral game because, you know, it's the first Castlevania on the Game Boy, which was kind of a feat, you know. But, you know, you can skip it now. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what about they apparently remade it for WiiWare? Do, uh, any idea if that made it any better? Like, uh, would it help if it was prettier? <laughs> I, I could only imagine they could they would make it better. Like, I feel like if they made it worse, it would <laughs> be quite the feat. <laughs> I feel like this time you don't even get a whip. <laughs> I seem to remember the WiiWare version scaling back the difficulty, but it's... From what little I played of it, I remember it's definitely in that, like, early Castlevania, you have to memorize this level perfectly in order to get through it. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't really float my boat on a system that runs on batteries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> knowing my frustration with NES Castlevanias, I don't want there to be, a like, a chance that, like, the batteries also die as I'm in the middle of a perfect run through a level. Not that it would happen. Um... <laughs> But man, yeah, uh, those old Castlevania games, man, they they were brutal. I was. Uh, did you guys catch any of the Castlevania stuff from uh, Summer Games Done Quick, like uh, last week or whenever the hell that was? Oh no, I missed it. Uh, how was it? I missed it too. There was a guy doing a pretty killer Castlevania three run, Ooh. and Ooh. I'm watching it, and you know, it said something like you know, Cypher run. I'm like, what the fuck does Cypher Run mean? And then he makes it further than I ever made it in Castlevania 3 and unlocks a secret character. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, you can do what? <laughs> uh, I literally had no idea that if you made it to whatever level 3 in Castlevania 3, you could eventually unlock an alternate character and play the game as like uh, some kind of ghost that can freeze things. Huh. So it was, it was mind-blowing for me. <laughs> Wait, cool. so... I know there are three characters. I just say, is that Dip in addition to the other characters? No, that's the thing. I learned just last week that there were other characters oh, in I Castlevania oh, okay. 3. I never made it far enough or did well enough at that game to know that that would happen. Like, <laughs> Did you get to see the little hunchback dude with the dagger? Uh, maybe I did get to that when I was a kid, because that sounds familiar now. But, like, once I, when I was watching that, I'm like, yeah, okay, nope, definitely just never never made it here probably never went that direction on the split path and never made it that far like they're fun games love castlevania love whipping monsters love a crazy castle setting i'm bad at them because they're very fucking hard <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know maybe castlevania the adventure is different but no it's no. probably not no, no. it's hard <laughs> yeah. relentless like you i uh you probably won't have any fun with that game you know I don't doubt it. I'm looking at a screenshot of it now. It's uh, it's pretty uh, multiple tones of gray. Which uh, which Belmont do you get to play as? Uh, I think it's Christopher Belmont. It's this one takes place like a hundred years before the first Castlevania. Ah, great. You know, because <laughs> yeah. the storyline in the Castlevania games is very important because it's definitely not a Belmont tries to fight Dracula every single time. 
It's important <laughs> that we establish that timeline early, because it's going to be very important the next time a Belmont tries to kill Dracula. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I love me some Castlevania games, but yeah, I suck ass at them, so this is probably not my cup of tea. Johnny, what's uh, what's your experience with this one? Uh, did it inspire you to want to wear more leather back when you were a kid? Um, weird thing about me. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I've never played a Castlevania game ever. Oh, wow. Get the fuck out. They're pretty good. Never ever? Never ever. Oh. Unbelievable. I mean, like... Not even for like five minutes. Like, I've never played one. Wow, John. You know, you I... have so much to learn about this family. The Belmonts and their problems with this guy. His name's Dracula. Um, <laughs> you might you have know. heard of him. Yeah. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe you saw Hotel Transylvania 2. Same guy. <laughs> um, Same guy. Adam Sandler. <laughs> and, uh, man, the Belmonts have issues with this Dracula guy. Uh, and, man... What the hell? How have you never touched a controller while Castlevania's been in the system? This makes no sense. Like, it's so just standard NES and, I mean... Yeah. Just, well, even I that, could... the, the Genesis Castlevania was really good. Yeah, oh, there were yeah. good Love Castlevanias on Genesis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. John, you've got to rectify this. I think that, uh, quite frankly, you need to you know take the rest of the night off and do a concurrent live stream with this where you try <laughs> Castlevania for the first time. And you may rejoin the show when you unlock Sypha, the, the character that you <laughs> unlock after the third level of Castlevania 3. Um, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You'll be back within, I don't know, a few days. Um, you don't have the do day that. off we should tomorrow. Just, we should have a, a live stream of just John playing Castlevania in one hand, playing Link's Awakening in the other, while watching an alien movie. Just knock all these out all at once. Yes. Good lord, John. You owe it to yourself. I mean, seriously, you're... Ugh. I, have you ever... I, I ask you this, John. Have you ever claimed to be an 80s kid? Because, quite frankly, you're not really convincing me here. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean... Have, do you know what a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle is? Yeah, have you heard of these yes. guys? They're, they're like the Belmonts, but they're green, and instead of fighting uh, Dracula, they fight a Shredder. Um, <laughs> maybe you've heard of I've, them? I've heard of those guys. No, I, I've watched the shit out of Teenage Mutant Turtles as a kid. I just somehow, somehow, um, Castlevania just escaped me. That's so I'm trying to, I'm trying yeah. to figure out which would be better. If you added in a new Ninja Turtle who wears, like, yellow named Belmont, yes. who wields a whip for their weapon, Yep. or if Dracula gets the Shredder armor. Ooh, both are good. Okay, so what if in, like, you know, what if in one of the, you know, like, Castlevania games, Dracula drinks the ooze and turns into Super Dracula? Oh my god, Super Dracula. <laughs> he, he just grows, He's like... He's still the giant bat form, but with giant, like, padded shoulders. Yeah, and I just thought, fangs I sticking out of everything. I thought he was the boss of Super Castlevania. Yeah, 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 was it, like, a wrestler version of Dracula as the boss in Super Castlevania? I'm gonna have <laughs> to replay Kevin and find Ash out. as Dracula. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. John, you need to rectify this. You owe it to yourself. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm embarrassed for you. For uh, <laughs> I can't believe that I jokingly directed the conversation your way, only for you to uh, reveal that you've never played any of these games. 
yeah. And it'll make Castle, it'll make Captain N make more sense as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How'd you even keep up with that show, man? That show is so deep. It's like Kingdom Hearts. He said Hearts, he's never that seen show. that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been over this. I've never seen Captain N. <laughs> he's done nothing that Wait, we've done, really? children. <laughs> yeah, I never watched Captain N. John, you know. This is why, this is why we well, need people to go to Patreon. We need more money so that we can just get John to take a day off of work and fucking catch up on some stuff. Like, John's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> oh. I mean, part of me is like, how could you not watch Captain N? But honestly, you're you're probably better off. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> how could you not watch the Double Dragon live action movie? Actually, now that I say Actually, that out loud. I haven't seen that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, I did see Super Mario Brothers in theaters. That's uh, good. Didn't we all? I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on. Uh, the preview showed him using super scopes to kill Dennis Hopper. I mean, like, you had to go see it. Um, anyway, that's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get back to that on another podcast one day. The John, the uh, re-education of John Regan podcast. Coming soon to <laughs> patreon.com slash game that tune. Um, Jesse, anything else on Castlevania Adventure for Game Boy? No, I think that, that pretty much solves it, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, what an adventure this discussion was, Johnny. Oh, my Indeed. God. We learned a lot about Johnny. Yeah. Why you can't trust him. Game <laughs> two.
So, uh, this is our fan request, which comes to us from frequent requester and friend of the show, at DireHunchCrow on Twitter. And according to an interview with the developer of this game, the nine main characters are all based on the Enneagram of Personalities. They are the Achiever, the Investigator, the Enthusiast, the Loyalist, the Peacemaker, the Challenger, the Helper, the Individualist, and the Reformer.
So how are y'all feeling? Uh, slightly okay. Shrug? Yeah, pretty good. Alright, let's see some answers. So, John Regan says Murica, which would normally, I would give a correct answer, but that's wrong. Uh, John Harrington says Shin Megami something, which is incorrect. Ah. Jesse has the correct answer of nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, did, did my mic cut out? Jesse has the correct no, I, I, answer no, 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 of just... nine hours, <laughs> nine persons, nine doors. No, 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 you know, we're, we're not stretching for time. I, I just don't know what that means. Um. <laughs> uh, it's the name of a game for the DS. Really? Yeah. Do tell. Um, it's actually, it's kind of a cool concept. It's it's a basically like a point and click adventure game, but it's it's kind of split up in two halves. It's like half visual novel, half point and click adventure game. Um, it's all centered on this mystery. You wake up on a cruise ship. John, you okay? No, it's just it sounds like such a riveting game. It's half uh, half novel, half point and click adventure game. Like woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you get captivated by the mystery because your your main playable character, you wake up on a cruise ship and discover that the cruise ship is sinking and you have nine hours to escape. And then you find out there are eight other people nice. and you have to break off into teams to go through the ship, exploring and finding these doors with switches that will eventually unlock and get you to safety. Okay, I like so it. There's, I think there's like... I was double checking. There's six different endings depending on like how you answer questions in the story portion. So you can't find the true ending on your first playthrough. You have to play through the game and like go through all the branching paths to see all the endings and get the true ending to it. Word. Um, is it like the kind of thing where you uh, kind of learn more and use it to your advantage the next playthrough, or like does it? it change? It's like a near automata thing where every time it's a little different and reveals a little something else about the story or is there a time travel element? Like, uh, is, is the moon crashing into the cruise ship is what I'm asking. Uh, no. Oh. Unfortunately. Okay. Um. Well, it's good to know. There's, yeah, you, you have to play it multiple times because to get to the true ending, you have to get to another ending because that contains like hints and information that you can use to get to the actual true ending. Okay. But it's it's cool because there's the like the visual novel half which is, you know, it's a visual novel half. You've got these nine characters. Some of them are all out for themselves, some of them are trying to like build the team and whatnot. And then the actual like game part is you get locked into a room and you have to escape the room. And it's all these puzzles in there, like, sometimes it's a math puzzle where you get a calculator and you have to figure out the numerics that way. Sometimes, you know, there's, like, those classic sliding magic tile puzzles. Uh, but everything that you get, it's not like you build up your, your repertoire and you build up your items throughout the game. Every single room is self-contained. So, like, you'll go into a room, the door locks, and it just says, all right, escape. And then you have to kind of look around like, all right, 
what do I do? Okay. So, and you said this came out for the DS, the original DS, right? Yes. So this predated, like, the escape room craze by several years then. Yes. Okay. So this seems like it would play a lot better these days. Like, I'm not saying I know nothing of this game. I'm not saying it didn't play well back then, but it seems like in a you know escape room crazy America where that's just like what you do with your management team at work on a get-together, uh, seems like an escape room game set on a cruise ship would uh, yeah, be right up some people's alley right about now. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it, it did carry on um, because this is, this is part of the, the, the sequels. They started calling it Zero Escape because, you know, you go 9990. Are you sure it didn't... They, they really could have just gone 10 hours, 10 persons, 10 doors, and just kept I mean, that would be the, the obvious answer. <laughs> yeah, like, just... Oh, what's the difference? There's another guy now. <laughs> like, and another door. <laughs> and you get an extra hour. <laughs> okay, the C3 is not very interesting. Thank you, though. Uh, you know, whoever made this. Uh, <laughs> but this is a series? Yeah. Good. Uh, it goes on, there's... And I don't remember which one, because there's two sequels. There's Zero Escape, Virtue's Last Reward, and Zero Time Dilemma. I think it's Time Dilemma, where it actually introduces time travel. <gasps> now, that's what I'm talking about. Man. Yeah, I, I've never heard of this at all. This is uh, sounds uh, kind of fun. You know, I mean... It's, it's it's pretty cool, and it's it's interesting, too, because... It looks good, because um, it's, you know, like a visual novel, so yeah. it has to look good. But you'd think that being set on a cruise ship, it would be like this very fancy, decadent, but all of the rooms are like in the bowels of the workings of the ship, so it's very grungy and industrial and really adds to the like, oh god, how am I going to get out of here? I'm going to die. There's immigrants singing their songs and dancing and, uh, you know... Um Jack and Rose fucking in a car, uh, and then all the uh, all the people running the furnaces they uh, they get trapped by the water when they hit the iceberg. Wait, what game is this? Uh, Gek sixty four. No, wait, nine <laughs> <Yeah>. hours. <laughs> I knew I was getting my wires crossed there for a second. <laughs> uh, so cool. So you know, I don't know. You know, do you want to spoil the game? You know, when uh, when the ship sinks. Does it break apart and, like, you know, crash into the water and then fall to the bottom of the ocean? Or does it fall to the bottom of the ocean and then from the impact and, the and like, the uh, like the pelagic current underwater then breaks apart? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really stuck on this Titanic thing. Um, yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> it's not the Titanic, though? No, it's not the Titanic. Okay, that's are fine. Are you that's sure... Fine. Yeah, because I've got myself pretty convinced that it's the Titanic. No, I'm and, uh, pretty sure. I'm. Uh, what is? Damn, I saw I'm trying that to remember movie. What the name of the long, actual ship is? And there were approximately eight to nine doors on that ship that is I it counted. The Lusitania. Oh, different ship. They should um, make a Saw movie that takes place on the Titanic as it's going down. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's like. Oh, I finally got out of the death trap. Oh, shit. The ship is sinking. Great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Dude, I mean, why haven't they made, like, Saw 2 Cruise Control yet? That just seems like it would make perfect sense. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. They just make another saw two. Yeah, <laughs> but it's on a boat. <laughs> I would just, I would love for that saw dude to like lift off his mask and it turns out it's Billy Zane. Oh, oh man, now that would have been perfect. Uh, or Billy Zane rides in on a little tricycle or whatever, like the uh, like the little doll does in that movie. I, I don't remember the Saw movies very well at all, but um, <laughs> yeah, so, now uh, I'm like instead of combining Saw with Titanic, can we combine Saw with Speed, where you have all these death traps, but a ticking clock where you have to keep escaping death traps, or else you'll explode. <laughs> You've got to escape 50 death traps or you're going to die. So well, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's almost like that one movie with um, is it Jason Statham and like like he can't like he has like Frank, heart has to beat like a certain adrenaline level or something or he dies. And so he's just yeah. constantly like running around and, and I think at one point he has to have sex with someone and yeah, dude, gotta get that adrenaline up. Those movies are a stone cold classic. You know, ugh, crank. Is love that what crank. they're called? Yeah, dude. You know, mm. crank two, cruise control, uh, <laughs> also with saw, uh, and uh, and escape rooms on DS would be pretty fucking good. <laughs> you know, I'm really I'm really upset that you've stuck on cruise control as the sequel subtitle for everything because I would really like to see like crank two, electric boogaloo. Well, Crank 2 actually was the electricity-themed one, and it was high voltage. So It would have been so much better if it was Crank 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> those movies were so much fun. They really should have been a little more self-aware with that. Um, but, yeah, man. Ugh. You know, okay, so a 3DS escape room game starring Chev Chelios, voiced by Jason Statham, where you've got to not only keep your adrenaline and your electricity up, but you have to escape a certain number of rooms before the ship sinks with a bomb on it. I mean, these games sound pretty dope, David. So, like, which uh, which one of the games are we describing right now? Uh, well, the request was for the original. <laughs> so it's, this is not that, then? No. Uh, okay. You know, uh, we're gonna work on this because uh, you know I think we got some potential here. We gotta we gotta you know kind of gussy up this script a little bit, figure out some character motivations. You know, uh, and are we married to the maritime setting? I don't know. Should this um, be a, a Patreon goal? Yes. Uh, you know, Johnny, what's the name of this movie? Uh, DS game now? Um, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors, two cruise control. Uh, <laughs> Yep. That's really got, if you really made a movie with that title like geez, how long before it's sort of like look. Yeah, listen, can't. I think you're high on cocaine. I think you need to leave Hollywood immediately. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry guys. See you later. Whoa, hold the on. Time An executive in Hollywood high on cocaine? Surely you jest. Yeah. The, the producers of that, Crank? No way. <laughs> that time you did too much cocaine for Hollywood. <laughs> episode title yeah. <laughs> and the result was nine hours nine persons nine doors um I, actually no episode title the time you did too much cocaine in hollywood colon cruise control <laughs> two cruise control um well cool cool game i like the music uh you know it's it's moody and uh interesting sounds you know now that you now that i know that this is a visual novel and point and click game the music makes a little more sense it's uh it sets the atmosphere for the dread of 
opening doors on a sinking ship. I like it. Um, Shout out to uh, Shinji Hoso, the composer who also worked on uh, Ridge Racer and Xenosaga. Ridge Racer! I can't resist! <laughs> that's the yeah. one! Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so, cool, man. Uh, thanks, Dire Crow, for the request. Um, uh, David, anything else before we move on? No. It's a, it's a pretty cool game, and it's a pretty moody soundtrack. Hell yeah. The show, we gotta keep the speed going uh, into the next game, or else the show's going to explode. So, Johnny, let's move on to game three, Cruise Control. Uh, the show that could not slow down. <laughs> game Featuring three. Featuring Billy Zane. First game in the series where you, where you could control one character's flight.
Well, there are uh, more uh, more games from this series on the uh, the Wikipedia page for list of Game Gear games than I thought. So I, I hope I got the right one. All right. Let's see some answers. All right. David and Jesse say Tales of Venture, which is incorrect. John says Sonic Chaos, which is correct. Mm. This is Sonic Chaos for the Game Gear and we, Master System, but I chose Game Gear music. We've used Tales of Venture on the show before, I believe. <laughs> I think we have. I'm not. I couldn't remember positive, if we had or not, so I took a yeah, shot in the dark. Where's your photographic GTT memory? I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> hey, you remember the episode... GTT 100 lightning round? Yeah. <laughs> ah, good times. Um, so uh, what's so chaotic about uh, about Sonic Chaos, John? Is it Knuckles? Everything. Oh, okay. uh, so there's, there's no Knuckles in this game. Um, this is the first Game Gear game, or the, the, the first Sonic Game Gear game, where they actually start getting kind of good. Uh... <laughs> Because, I don't know if you remember, with Sonic 2 for the Game Gear, you couldn't play his Tails, you didn't have a spin dash, and he had a lot of, uh, like, blind-ass jumps you had to make, uh, and a lot of times you were wrong, because it, it was like they took the Master System and... Okay, so the Master System has a higher screen resolution than the Game Gear, so on Sonic 2, and they're basically the same system, though, besides that, so Sonic 2 for Game Gear is like, Master System cropped. And it's like they didn't design the levels around the idea that, like, oh, yeah, I can't see as far ahead <laughs> as I can on the, you know, Master System. Sonic Chaos, they got it to where, like, no, like, you can actually see what's coming up <laughs> at, like, a reasonable, you know, thing. Um, and this is the first Game Gear game that I actually got a little bit jealous because I didn't have a Game Gear as a kid. And this had some interesting concepts in it that didn't appear on the Sonic uh, Genesis games. Like, there were uh, rocket boots you could get. Uh, and there were also, uh, like a spring boot or a spring pogo stick that you could hop onto. Um, and also you could fly as Tails. This came out before Sonic 3. So at the time I was like, what? fuck! <laughs> like, like, now, why the would rocket Sonic boots, need rocket Did they boots? let you, like, fly or hover, or did they just make you go faster? You, okay, no, there were speed shoes that make you go faster, and then the rocket boots you fly with. Okay. That's good, because yeah, I was going to say, if they just designed super fast shoes, like, you know, come on, they are, one, they already had that, and two, it all seems you know self-defeating in the face of Sonic's immense speed. Um, but what was the other thing? A giant pogo stick? It was uh, like a pogo, a pogo stick or, or spring like boot power-up. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, I don't know why I said giant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you would jump on it, and then you could, you know, you bounce on it until you jump off or hit a wall or something like that. Um, and there's a level, I just played this, like, recently, like, Sunday, and, um, there, there was a level where you could sort of break through the ceiling, like Mega Man X does with his helmet in Mega Man X, you know, uh, where you use those spring boots while you do it, and that was kind of fun. <laughs> it's like skyrocketing yeah. in the air, just, really destroying things, like, sweet. Yep. You know, there's a uh, there's this other popular game centered around jumping and breaking things with your head. Um, it's popular, really popular. Oh god, I'm blanking on it. Um, Alex Kidd. Uh, Super that's Mario the Brothers. One. Oh, Christ. Um, one of you had it. I, you know, I'll I'll leave that up to the viewer. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> jumping and breaking things with your head is a popular thing in these games. So. It's too bad it took Sonic a pogo stick to be able to do it. That's uh, 
Well, That's and the level you can also just jump and do it, but there's a pogo area where it's way more fun. Gotcha. He's the baby with the big head that you would hit stuff with. Oh, dude, yeah, the, uh, Bonk the Hydrocephalic Caveman thing. Uh, you know, love those games. Um, wait. What's the, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? I don't love the Bonk games. <laughs> I try. <laughs> One thing I also like about the Sonic game, compared to, say, Sonic 2 on Game Gear, is instead of just casually finding Chaos Emeralds on the ground, you do get to go into special stages and earn them this time. Right, forgot about that. That bugged me so much in the Sonic 2 for game. You're like, oh, there's a Chaos Emerald just laying there. <laughs> it belongs in a museum! <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this should be guarded somehow. Yeah. Who's in charge of hiding all the Infinity Stones? Can we get them to hide the Chaos Emeralds? No, they didn't do a very good job. Um, <laughs> there are? Yeah. There's a few problems with the game, though. Like, I played. I mentioned I played it this weekend, and I beat it in like 35 minutes. <laughs> However, nice. maybe that is a pro given how fast the Game Gear goes through batteries. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, it was on Game Boy. It had to be fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, was that at Summer Games Done Quick, John? Were you speedrunning this game? <laughs> no, I wasn't even trying to be that fast. <laughs> it's just so easy. <laughs> like, Do you think someone could beat it faster than you? Oh, yeah, easily, for sure. Because, again, I wasn't trying to beat it fast. I just... Uh, I'm Why are you bragging, playing John? And are you like going to be practicing for next year's Games Done Quick as our no. GTT representative? Mm, yes, maybe. Please, maybe that could become my thing. There you go. Cool. You beat it in 35 minutes. The world record is 11 minutes and 23 seconds. You, you, you really got to get those numbers good, man. You got you yeah. got work to do. So yeah, that's uh, that's a new Patreon goal. Get Johnny good enough at games to get him on a Games Done Quick run at some point. It, it always bugs me when I hear you talking up those games done quick, and then they're playing Sonic, or like Sonic 2, or Sonic and Knuckles, a game that I know you've played front to back, and they're still doing something that amazes you. It's like, now hold on, John. You know, nothing should amaze you. Like, how, oh, come on. I thought you knew how to do all these crazy skips and glitches, too. Like, you know, are you no, not no. just like, <laughs> haven't you just like yeah, broken the code? Yeah, Professor Romhack, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, I'm just saying. I thought you had the Knuckles code just like you saw it like the Matrix. You could just, like, go in there and just, like, take it apart and do whatever you wanted to it. You can't do that? No, I haven't developed that ability yet, Justin. I've been working on it. I'm almost there. You're not the one, but for Sonic and Knuckles? (laughs) (laughs) How embarrassing for you. That sounds like the worst Sonic fan fiction of being Neo of Sonic and Knuckles. I like that it's also not even about just being Neo of the Sonic the Hedgehog world, but specifically Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> As Neo uh, flew into Mushroom Hill Zone. <laughs> Agent Smith chuckled. <laughs> you mean the Chaos Emeralds? <laughs> there um, is no gold ring. God, yeah. I, I don't know enough about Sonic and Knuckles to make another reference. So, uh, you know, John, what zone was Trinity stuck in to... And Neo had to save her. Um, that's probably Doomsday Zone. There you go. Cool, cool, cool. Um, anything else on Sonic Chaos, John? Your favorite game in the Sonic series, uh, at least in terms of Game Gear. Um, it, the one well, that you I, can. So I still need to play Sonic Triple Trouble on the Game Gear. That that one may be better than this. I don't know. But so far, it's my favorite Sonic Game Gear game. It still has a few problems. It's still got the weird Sonic Game Gear physics 
um, that are different from the Genesis version, and that gets a little annoying. Mm. But uh, another thing that made me another jealous thing is uh, this game also has the super peel-out move from Sonic CD. Uh, and again, as somebody with a Genesis and no Son- Sega CD, I was like, fuck! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I want this. Yeah, yeah, they knew how to get you, John. You know, ah. they, you know, you were the one, and they lured you in. The peel-out move was a dying trinity, and uh, Agent Smith was the guys running Sega, and they knew <laughs> to get you to buy this game, they uh, they just had to dangle that peel-out move in front of you, and you would come flying in there in your badass, le- you know, leather duster. Um, I'm really losing the thread on these uh, these Matrix Sonic references, but. Is there such a thing as a badass duster? (laughs) Not all dusters were badass. Uh, I'm gonna argue no dusters are badass. (laughs) I'm gonna argue that you just haven't worn the right duster yet, John. So, uh, you know, new Patreon goal, get John a proper badass duster, duster master race, and, uh, fuck yeah, Sonic Chaos. Uh, a perfectly fine Game Gear Sonic game. Anything else, John? No, that's about it. Good, good. Game four.
So, this is one of two games available on the system that feature force feedback rumble. The other game was covered in episode 11 of Game That Tune. got some guesses I'm having some episode one flashbacks <laughs> what now <laughs> <laughs> episode that shall not be named <laughs> so Jesse has Mario for Game Boy Color which is unfortunately incorrect the two Johns have the correct answer of WarioWare Twisted <laughs> yeah if I, if I recall, this wasn't just a rumble thing. It was also like a motion control thing, wasn't it? It had a built-in gyroscope because the entire crux of the game is built around you moving and tilting and twisting the Game Boy Advance to play the micro games. And this game is fucking great. Yeah, it's a WarioWare game. They, uh... <laughs> By and large, are uh, I, I, I'm comfortable saying that all WarioWare games are great. I've played one of them, so uh, you know, <laughs> I'm an expert. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that hot take button? <laughs> hot take. We need a uh, button for you know expert opinions when you qualify them and then immediately disqualify them. Like, I know WarioWare game. I played one of them. <laughs> I mean, every WarioWare game is fun, but I truly, sincerely believe this is probably the best WarioWare game. Now, David, I've only played one WarioWare game, and that means I'm going to argue with you in favor of <laughs> WarioWare Smooth Moves for the Wii, because that's the one I've played, and it's the best one ever. No, this argument doesn't need to take place, but Smooth Moves is fucking dope, and you know it. Um, yeah, it but, is. You know, you've played more than just Smooth Moves, so, you know. I should maybe Wait. listen to you. 
John, I recall playing a WarioWare game, WarioWare game on the GameCube with you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we played like the original with you over at John's house. And I remember that was the introduction of the WaveBird controller, and like we were still also excited about it. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, truly, I don't. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I honestly can't confirm that there is a WarioWare game for the GameCube. But anyway, um, cool. Uh, so David, what's uh? What is the crux of this game? What is it that you do to play these games? Um, I'm unclear on what this game's about. Uh, you twist. I was just going to let that pause right out. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> like, the, the gyroscope controls, it's... You literally just... You've got the, the Game Boy Advance, and you twist it. And, like, that's how you do everything. And all of these micro games come at you you know, five seconds at a time, and you have to figure out exactly how to twist it. Because every every character and every selection, some you have to twist it a lot, like completely spin it around. Some, it's very delicate movements. There's, I think it's Cat and Anna. All of their games, you don't even twist it. You just have to push the A button. Right. I love, um, I love micro games. <laughs> When you and say spinning around, when you say spin around a lot, I just imagine you spinning it, spinning it on your finger like a basketball. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, David could never complete that game. It was tough. Yeah, I do love that. Every so often, um, no matter like what selection of games you're playing, there all of a sudden there will just pause and the game comes up and it just says "Don't move" and you have to hold it like as still as possible to not shake it. Oh yeah. That drove me fucking nuts on the uh, on the smooth moves because like <laughs> I don't even want to pick up the controller. Like just don't touch it. <laughs> oh, I'm already holding it. Oh crap, I'm drunk. Uh, I failed. But uh, aside from all the games, you can also collect like toys um, that also use the the motion function. There's like a film projector, so you can fast forward and rewind by twilting it or by tilting and twisting it. There's um like one of those wind-up snakes, you can unlock music in the game, and then you have to twist it to play it to get the record to start spinning on it. And just turning a Game Boy Advance around turned out to be so damn fun, and there's so <laughs> many like applications to it. Uh, the reason that I went with the Super Mario Brothers theme is I wanted to confuse you guys, and also because that's like the boss game for 9 volt stage who's got all the like nostalgic Nintendo ones you literally play the first level of Super Mario Brothers except it's on a cylinder so you have to turn the Game Boy to get the ground to scroll for Mario to run like you don't control Mario he just stays put and you have to move the level around him to get him to go through it it's fucking awesome yeah man uh, you know I don't know why like were these games like testing grounds for things concepts that would turn up in other things or like are all the odd uses of these games just like confined to these games like it seems like there's so much creativity and it just I mean obviously in a WarioWare setting it's all in a micro level you know it's like you five seconds of this crazy thing but like you know like yeah did they use these things going forward for anything else? I mean, like, how, how come they're... Uh, maybe it's because the Game Boy Advance, you need to actually make a game pack with a fucking accelerometer in it to do twisty stuff. But it just feels like 
There's too much creativity in these games for it to just be used for these little micro games, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I, I kind of feel like they might be a testing ground, because I know, like, on Smooth Moves, some of those motions and everything popped up again in, like, Wii Sports Resort and Skyward Sword. Right. Uh, I don't think they did it with the twisting. Um, I don't think that came back again on the Game Boy Advance, sadly. Right. But it seems like it could have by, like, the time the 3DS and DS came out, like... You know, I know the 3DS has like just tiltable, tilting functions in it. Like, there is the, you know, the mode that nobody uses in like Mario Kart 7, where you can tilt the 3DS and use it as a steering wheel to play the game. And it's like, you know, when I when I found that, I'm like, oh man, there's gonna be a dope ass like WarioWare collection coming out for this bitch. This is gonna be so good. And Unless I'm I was going to say, that's what I got super excited about is there's that new, like, WarioWare Gold that's basically just, like, all of the past mini games, and it includes a bunch of the ones from Twisted because Good. you can actually turn the 3DS around, and yeah. I'm really excited about it because, again, this game is fucking amazing. Okay, good. I forgot they had announced that. I was like, as I'm saying, I'm like, now it sounds like this might have been something they announced, John. Check your brain. Like, did they announce a WarioWare collection? <laughs> yes. WarioWare collection on 3DS that uses, like, all these features? That'd be amazing. Why haven't they done that? Wait, that's a good idea. Why haven't they done that? Yeah. Have they done that? Maybe they're doing it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, am I thinking of that Mario Party collection? No, no, no. This is definitely a WarioWare thing I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm sure it'll come out. But, um, but yeah, when whenever that game comes out, definitely give it a look. And if you can track down a copy of this game and you've still got a functioning Game Boy Advance or original DS, definitely pick it up, because the game is amazing. Nice. Now, the last question, really, the question that is always important when playing a WarioWare game, how do you use the twisting function to pick the nose? Uh, if I remember correctly, the, like, the nose is stationary, the hand is stationary, and as you tilt it, it moves, like, it kind of slides the hand along. Okay. Good, because yeah, it's all you know. I, somehow, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just a uh, like an elementary school schoolyard sucker, but I just uh, I think picking that nose is just the funniest thing ever, and I'm happy to always do it in a WarioWare game. Like the nose comes up, it's like yes, what's oh, the nose thing? Oh, I celebrated for too long and I failed the mini game. Oh <laughs> man, but yeah. And I love that. Like I'm pretty sure it's been in every single. WarioWare game. Yeah, because it's just so simple. Because like, it's picking. it's so simple, but it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Ah, I love it. You know, love those WarioWare games. Yeah. I, uh, I think I, one's... Uh, David, I think you forgot to mention, you're listing the consoles that you can play this on. I believe owners of the Game Boy Micro could enjoy this game as well, can't they? Uh, technically, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the Game Pack is like two-thirds the size of the Game Boy Micro, yeah. but you could conceivably do it. Thanks, John. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's contributing. He is. He's reminding us of systems that uh, I had forgotten that existed until he literally said that just now. It's like, the Game Boy Micro, what is he? Oh, yeah, that thing. That, yeah, was that a real thing? Yeah, and it, <laughs> it just... 
Uh, you know, the theme of the episode tonight is getting your wires crossed and forgetting if a thing was actually a thing. So, uh, yeah, Game Boy Micro, man. Let's go on to Game 5 and see how I can bring that up again. <laughs> game 5. So, after the killing of Harambe in the Cincinnati Zoo, internet shitlords wanted Harambe to be added to this game. Despite a change.org petition that went on to gain over 120,000 signatures in support of the proposition, there was no official comment from anyone affiliated with the game.
So I know David's feeling good. Although I'm kind of upset that there's a song that you didn't choose. So what do we got? Everybody says Pokemon Sun and Moon. It's a hat trick. Excellent. Is that our first hat trick of the night? Yes. Handheld episodes are not high-scoring episodes, David. I meant to meant to remind you, never bring up episode 11. Uh, you know, that was for a long, long time the worst episode of the show. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> good times. Good times. Um, Only reason I knew this is because John uploaded the Pokemon Sun and Moon soundtracks to the GTT radio earlier today and needed help getting them loaded. Uh, yeah, I, I might have been feeding Johnny a hint on this one where it's like, Johnny, I can't get Pokemon Sun and Moon playing on the fucking live stream. What's the problem? And then John came up with an elaborate fix and I got to listen to this delightful soundtrack all day. Because, man, is there some great ukulele in this game and also some other stuff. Um... What was the first song? I believe that was Vast Something Canyon. Okay, Vast that's what it was. Pony, Pony Canyon. Delightful fucking song. Um, you know, from a delightful game that, uh, that I did not play. Um, really? You still haven't played this? No, and I don't think I will. I, uh, I wanted to, and then I, uh, I remembered, you know, John, you never really finished Pokemon X and Y. And, uh, you know, I went back and I was looking at a little bit of Pokemon X and Y, and it's like, I don't know, man, I don't think Pokemon's really for me anymore. Like, it's, uh, you know, I'm glad it's, it's still a thing, glad it's popular. But, uh, I don't know, it doesn't really ruffle my feathers anymore, it doesn't really blow my hair back. Like, uh, you know, but this was, like, so tempting to play just because of all the, the fucking Hawaii versions of Pokemon. I'm sorry, Alola versions of Pokemon, like, you know. I uh, I kind of fell in love with the game just from like you know them having alternate you know tropical silly versions of uh, of Pokemon from the original 151. I feel like they uh, you know those were uh, those were a really fun idea. And then once I found out that they didn't do the entire original 151 with like you know fun island uh, you know rhythms, then you know it's just like well okay that's. That's okay, I guess. But, like, it wouldn't have been that hard to make, like, just Alolan versions of all the original Pokemon, would it? Like, <laughs> it couldn't have been that difficult to create brand new art and programming assets for a hundred new characters. And they're not all that new. They're, they're remixes of the original characters. I mean, like, I don't know, man. I was just, you know thinking about it. I was brainstorming and I mean I could I could probably have worked with them and gotten at least the original 151 done I, I'm not asking for every Pokemon in the history of the series to come back with some sort of island theme but like I don't know I mean what was uh, what was your favorite like Alolan remix Pokemon there David uh, mine was the Alolan Vulpix and Ninetales yes take Vulpix and Ninetales make it ice instead of fire you know, that's nice. Jesse, did you play Sun and Moon? Yeah, I played a little bit of it. I, I did like what I did play of it. Uh, my favorite was probably the Executor. Fuck yeah. Alolan, pretty awesome. Alolan Executor is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and I love it. 
Uh, <laughs> just take Exeggutor and make it really, really, really tall. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, Johnny, did you uh, did you see any of these? Do you have any? Uh, you have a favorite Pokemon remix from uh, from uh, this game? Oh, Alola uh, Porygon is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Then describe it, please. <laughs> it's so just, close. It's just Porygon, but in a different color scheme. <laughs> <laughs> he's hold on. Let me check my notes. Oh, he's right. <laughs> That's definitely a real thing. Uh, yeah, sure. Why he has not? A hat. <laughs> it's Porygon with a fucking hat on. That's all it had to do. Wait a second, was I right? No. <laughs> okay. No, no Porygon, uh, they, didn't, they didn't update that one. But my idea for the discussion of this game, because I did not play it, was uh, just to brainstorm a bunch of ideas and try and cover the original 151 with uh, new Alolan forms. So the following is a list of my ideas for the uh, Pokemon Ultra Ultra Sun and Moon. Uh, when they inevitably come out and remix all 151 Pokemon into Alolan forms. Is this a lightning round? Man, yeah, I was actually ahead. kind of excited to discuss this game. We I could do really that. liked this game. No, we discuss I'm really it when excited we... to hear John's weird crackpot list. <laughs> play, the, play the lightning round sound. No points at stake here. You have to get through this list as quickly as possible, and if you drop below six words per minute, exactly, the show will explode. Speed through this. Bulbasaur with a tiny umbrella and straw in its bulb. Ivysaur with a lovely hibiscus flower. Venusaur, but the leaves fall down to form a grass skirt. Charmander, but somehow illegal fireworks. Charmeleon wearing a straw hat. Charizard eating a suckling pig. Squirtle Squad Squirtle with those dope shades. Wartoro riding a dirt bike like Johnny Lawrence in Karate Kid. Blastoise with Kenny Power's haircut and the shell is a jet ski. Caterpie hanging on a fish hook. Metapod, still Metapod. Butterfree with kites for wings. Weedle is a pool noodle. Kakuna, also still Kakuna. Beedrill, but it's more like a horsefly. Pidgey as the seagulls from Finding Nemo. Pidgeotto as the seagull from The Rescuers. Pidgeot is the seagull from the rescuers down under. Spiro, but it's six or seven sandpipers. <laughs> Firo, but it's one giant sandpiper. Ekans, but it's green. Arbok, but it's green and bigger than Ekans. The, uh, the, the, the Nido things, but they're a tourist family. Clefairy with a skimboard. Clefable, but it can ride a skimboard. Muscular Jigglypuff. Wigglytuff with a dad bod and a speedo on. Zubat and Goldbat, but with super big eyes. Oddish, but it's a cherry tomato. Gloom, but it's a woman who drank a really strong Bloody Mary. Yes. Bioplume, but it's a really strong Bloody Mary. Paris is a crab. It's basically perfect for this game. Parasect, but oh crap, it's actually a huge bug. Kill it. Venonet is an infuriating and itchy sand flea. Venomoth, but it's a drone that you bought from JCPenney. Psyduck, but, it's, but it sells frozen custard. <laughs> Golduck, that owns a frozen custard stand. Mankey playing Frisbee. Primate, not playing Frisbee, but it got hit by a Frisbee, and it's pissed. Water Growlithe. Arcanine off its leash right in front of the sign that says dogs must be on leash. Polywag, but it's a plastic mold for making a polywag shape in the sand. 
Polly Whirl with a bag of assorted sandcastle buckets and an old football game souvenir cup. Polly Rath yelling at its kids for messing up its perfect wall on a sandcastle. <laughs> Abra with sunglasses. Cadabra <laughs> with like a metal detector. <laughs> Alakazam, just a naked old man. Ooh. Tan Machamp. Tan Machoke. Really fucking leathery tan Machamp with a bunch of tribal tattoos. Bell Sprout, but it's holding a sand dude together. Please don't pick it. Weeping Bell, it's a fish now. <laughs> Victory Bell it's is a, a giant. Victory Bell is a giant sea cucumber. <laughs> Tentacool doesn't change. Tentacruel, but it has sandals on all its tentacles. <laughs> Ponyta being ridden side saddle by a woman with a flowy dress. Rapid Ash, but it's a fairy type and it always runs straight out of a sunbeam. Slowpoke, but it's pronounced slow poke and it's a delicious seafood appetizer. Slow bro eating oysters on a half shell. Magnemite, but it's a Casio boombox with a bad FM signal. <laughs> Magneton, but it's some asshole's obnoxious car stereo. Farfetch, but he's a grizzled bartender originally from Plano, Texas. <laughs> Doduo, but it's the sheriff from Jaws. Dodrio, but he's Richard Dreyfus from Jaws. Seal, like Seal the singer, but he's on vacation with his beautiful family. Wasn't Jaws Dugong in Massachusetts? <laughs> Dugong, but he's passed out on the beach and getting a bad sunburn. Shelter, but it can burrow into the sand like those little periwinkles. Cloister, but it's a college guy who's good at beach volleyball. Ghastly is a fart that someone blew like a hundred yards before anyone smelled it. Haunter listens to Bob Marley. Gengar, that's still a ghost but clearly went to Hawaii and killed himself. <laughs> Onyx, but it grew moss on the rock, so it's also a grass type. Drowsy with a parrot head shirt. Hypno, that's literally Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Deviled Krabby Cake with local homemade remoulade sauce. Kingler, but it's a fire type now. Moltorb is a normal beach ball. <laughs> Electrode, an upside down beach ball. X-Egg Cute, but it's a set of bocce balls. Q-Bone, but it's playing happily in the water with its mother. Marowak in a kayak. Hitman Lee in flip-flops. Hitman Chan with a floppy hat reading Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> Lick-A-Tongue is a cruise ship DJ who really wants to get people to do body shots. Coughing and wheezing, but they smell like sunscreen. <laughs> Rhyhorn made of sea foam. Ride on with a mermaid tail. Chancy, but one of those giant party floats you see at Costco. Tangela, but it's a gross pile of seaweed. Kangaskhan, but the baby keeps getting splashed in the face and it's starting to cry. <laughs> Nobody likes horsey. Seedra, but it's a dune buggy. Goldeen, the great white shark. Sea King, the megalodon. Star you but trapped inside a lamp inside someone's beach house. Starmy, but I don't know, like a parasailer. <laughs> Mr. Mime, but painted silver and doing that human robot thing on the boardwalk for tourists. Scyther flying with a watery jetpack. Jinx wearing a two-piece. Electabuzz beating up the ocean. Magmar destroying an entire neighborhood with no end in sight. Pincer, but it discourages horseplay. Tauros trap. Magikarp the lifeguard. Gira David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Lapras, but it's it's literally a water taxi. Ditto, but it's a googly-eyed clam. <laughs> Eevee with a lay-on. Vaporeon, but you evolve it with a sublime mixtape. <laughs> Jolteon, but everyone has to get out of the water. Flareon, buried up to its head in the sand. Porygon, shaped like an ancient jungle temple. <laughs> Ammonite, but it just looks like Gary from Spongebob. Amistar, but its shell is metal. Caputo that freaks people out when they brush it with their feet. 
Kabutops, that's a set of Kadima paddles. Aerodactyl, but it's the rotting side of an old boat covered in barnacles. Articuno, but it's a fire type. Zapdos, but it's an ice type. Moltres, but it's a helicopter tour of the bay. Dratini, but it's a super yacht. Dragonair, but it's shooting a music video on the super yacht. Dragonite, but it's Jay-Z, and the music video is Big Pimpin'. Mewtwo, but he can't stop focusing on work to see that family is what really matters on this vacation. Mew, but it's Captain Ron. <laughs> wow. I love how some of them are like, oh yeah, okay, actually that makes sense. It's like this, but a pool toy. Like, what? <laughs> so I was imagining you throw out a Pokeball and a gold duck and an entire Rita's tie and ice pops out. <laughs> I'm yep, just imagining was, you throw uh, a Pokeball and it's fucking Kurt Russell as Captain Ron. Yeah, <laughs> and he can learn any move. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Um, yeah, so. Um, Pokemon Sun and Moon, they're fun. <laughs> oh, fuck, they, uh, yeah, we were talking about that game. <laughs> <laughs> they could have had more beach-themed Pokemon. Um, I did like the Karate Kid reference. Yes, thank you. I, I you know... I was like, well, you know, Wartortle looks like kind of a son of a bitch. You know, what would he be doing if he were beach-themed? Oh, he'd be breaking up that party on a dirt bike and smashing someone's boombox. Smashing yeah. up that little magneton. Um, Didn't, did you say yeah. one was literally Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, yes. Hypno. <laughs> Hypno is Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. <laughs> Drowsy is wearing a parrot head shirt and Hypno is Jimmy Buffett. It makes perfect sense. It's, Just like know? the idea of That's Hypno having like his little like hypnotizing disc in one hand and a margarita in the other. Yes. He's got a pencil thin mustache instead of that weird beard. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to play these, but I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if the newer, more involved Pokemon games are for me. Maybe I'm basing it all on X and Y. I don't know if they... David, did they streamline these at all? Like, do they still have Pokemon me in these games? Or, um, uh, they do, uh, but they change a lot. Like, a lot of the structure is completely different. You don't have the eight gyms. Um, you go through different challenges across the islands. You... It's, it's a really different take on, like, the classic Pokemon. Um, yeah. I highly recommend it. It was a really fun game. I'm thinking about it, because, I mean, I like the beach setting. I like they they changed a lot about it, but, yeah, I was trying to think if, if they had, like, all those weird kind of side modes that Pokemon XY forced you to do, like, having fashion shows and shit, and, like, you know... Maybe I am just a little too old for this. Like I, you know, I like the Pokemon aspect of it. I like the RPGness of it, but I don't like having to groom my Pokemon using the touchscreen and then put them in a fashion show. It's not really my kind of my kind of thing. But uh, if they jettison that and just make it, you know, Pokemon at the beach, you know, I'm in favor of it. They got some <laughs> fun new Pokemon. It, you know, there's like a evil sandcastle that eats people and. Uh, yeah, like a lot a of the new the new Pokemon were really really good. The there's that castle, gorilla, the, the, <laughs> the gorilla that everybody tried to get renamed as Harambe and it failed. So you know, thank you Pokemon Company for not listening to them. Well, wasn't uh, there a, wasn't there a newer Pokemon that's just like a pile of trash? Yes, <laughs> yes, that was from Black and White, I think. Mm. But this yeah. one has the uh, drunk boxing crab in it. I do like Drunk Crab. It, it was Ooh. funny, as I was, you know, preparing for that lightning round, I was like, Kingler, but he's drunk. No, wait, that's a thing already. Like, <laughs> they already did Drunk Crab. Good for them. They they took my suggestion. So, 
maybe these games aren't so bad after all. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm just telling you, give me, give me a job at Pokemon Company. I need it. I, you know, I need to be the guy, like the, you know, they need a new, new creative voice in the building and it needs to be me. Uh, coming up with new island Pokemon. I mean, if all future Pokemon games are going to take place in, a, in Pokemon Hawaii, like this game clearly does, then, uh, yeah, they're going to have to come up with uh, island versions of all the Pokemon eventually. So, you know, it'll be good. Uh, you know, happy to start my job there very soon. Um, David, you know, anything that you want to say about Pokemon Sun and Moon with, since I have so thoroughly hijacked this uh, segment of the show? Uh, were you really hijacking it if it was technically your segment? Hey, <laughs> I, uh, I chose this knowing you would want to talk about it and also knowing that I would not let you talk about it. So. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, I, I got X and Y and I played through it, but I never finished it because it just kind of like, okay, it's more of the same Pokemon. And then I tried Sun and Moon and they changed so much of it. Like I said, the, the kind of island hopping structure, the no gyms, uh, the challenges that you go through. I thought it was really cool, and I really, really enjoyed the game. Um, and a lot of the new Pokemon are great. It has a really good soundtrack. Yeah. I was kind of upset that you didn't put Team Skull's theme in there, because that music oh, is amazing. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if the last song would actually give it away to you, but the Team Skull song would absolutely give it away to you, so I did not choose it. <laughs> like, you know, it's... Uh yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, you know, rest assured, that's probably going to be playing the entire background of the lightning round on uh, the podcast version of this. So, uh, yeah. you know, look forward to that. <laughs> you should download our podcast. It comes out Wednesday mornings, and it's got background music. Um, anyway, uh, Johnny, shall we start the calculating computer? Hmm. I believe we shall. I forgot to load up a different one. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> All good. Usually in the last segment is when I load up a different calculating computer. I get so distracted by all these great Alolan Pokemon. <laughs> While you're loading it, I will begin my the- you know, my ideas for the Johto uh, Pokedex oh, in oh, Alolan oh. form. <laughs> yeah. Calculating computer activated. Oh, saved by the bell. Computers. <laughs> Beeps. Space. Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. No way. Was I getting a point for all those lightning round things? Like, I I didn't let any of you guys talk. (laughs) I hijacked the show and got 150 points in the lightning round, didn't I? Mm, 151. (laughs) Yeah. What a mess. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take a win any way I can get it, man. Um, fantastic. So I had a theme in mind because, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're recording early to avoid going up against the fireworks on uh, the 4th of July. Independence Day, as it were, here in America. Uh, the day when, uh, you know, all the nations came together to fight back against the aliens and, uh, you know, declare in one voice that we will not go quietly into the night we will not go without a fight today we declare the next theme it's games that are the fourth in a series i bet you thought i was going to say independent games or games with aliens but no Uh, i'm going the much more american route we only call it the it's the fourth of july so next week it's fourth games so uh you know boom fours in your face 
And if there's any debate about whether or not a game is the fourth in the series, we're ignoring the handhelds. So, uh, you know, just, you know, figure it out. It, it, you know, it, it better be real clear that it's the fourth game in the series, or it better have the number four. Johnny, when did Sonic 4 come out? Oh, uh, God. 2008? Maybe? Yeah, something like that. I just want to make sure that you're not going to try and pull, like, you know, fucking, I don't know, some Game Gear Sonic game on us or something. Uh, anyway, as far as, far we'll, as uh, I'm concerned, Sonic Mania is the true Sonic 4. <laughs> Bingo. And that's uh, not eligible for the show. So we'll just see what happens next week, man. We'll work it all out. But yeah, fourth games on next week's Game That Tune. Lock it in. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, for watching along with us. Thank you for listening. Um, we're live uh, typically on Wednesdays. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Game That Tune. YouTube.com slash Game That Tune. And Facebook.com slash Game That Tune. Had a lot of great chatter in the chat room tonight. A lot of fun. Um, so thank you for our live viewers and, uh, be sure to download our podcast in podcast form when it comes out Wednesday mornings. Uh, we're on iTunes, um, and wherever you get your, uh, podcasts from. So, uh, check that out there. Uh, thank you to our, uh, thank you to everybody that checks out patreon.com slash game that tune. It is the home for awesome exclusives. Uh, we just released another, you know, slew of exclusives. Uh, David, what did you just publish at patreon.com slash game that tune? Uh, I put out a new mixtape featuring all music from Splatoon 2 to celebrate the Octo expansion and the game in general. Yes, excellent. Uh, fantastic mixtape. David always makes a fantastic mixtape, so uh, you should definitely check that out. Jesse, what's your new uh, exclusive over there at patreon.com slash game that tune? Oh, it's a new episode of Game That Tune Covered Up. Uh, this time we're featuring the band Random Encounter. So mm-hmm. we got some great jams from them. Excellent. So Johnny didn't appear on fucking uh, GTT Gyms this week, but that doesn't mean he doesn't do anything for Patreon. He, uh, you know, he's running all our servers. He's uh, just the man behind the curtain. He's the, you know, the wizard of GTT. And uh, he set up uh, some new stuff for the 24-7 video game music live stream this week. So, Johnny, what do you, what do you have for us? Well, it's mostly just working again. <laughs> <laughs> we unfortunately had the server break. Uh, and so I bought and migrated to a new one. Uh, and we do have a new Weeaboo search mode where you can search for games by their Japanese transliteration. Um, <laughs> that's yep, something you're into. We sure do. So if you like tap, <laughs> typing Japanese words in English, Game That Tune Radio is there for you, baby. Check out YouTube.com slash Game That Tune. Um, awesome. So, oh, we, uh, and fun- we do have a new scoring system. As you participate on there, you get points, uh, and they're always a different denomination when you check what they are. Lovely. That was important to establish. Um, <laughs> awesome, John. You know, no, uh, I love what you're doing over there. If you like video game music, you should check us out at youtube.com slash game that tune because we've got it playing 24-7. So, uh, you know, assuming it doesn't break, it will always be there for you. And uh, we all came together except John and, uh, you know, made a new episode of GTT Gems for the month of June. Uh, you know, looking back 30, 20, and 10 years ago at video game music releases... We got some dope jams in this one, man. You got to check it out. I mean, we got like some fucking Double Dragon. We got some Metal Gear. Uh, 1998's always a highlight. And, uh, you know, we even got some new tunes from June of 2018. So, uh, you know, check out patreon.com slash game that tune. If you like video game music, 
we're putting it out there with a little bit of discussion in between. And, uh, you know, we appreciate everybody that, uh, that checks us out there. Thank you to our Patreon super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, and Andrew Oliver. Uh, you guys are fantastic, and we love you for supporting the show. And uh, thank you to our requester, uh, Dire Crow, at Dire Hunch Crow on Twitter. He is a fantastic frequent requester, and I do believe he's a patron with request priority. So thank you for, uh, for being a patron as well. If you want to make a request, you can find us at uh, Game That Tune on Twitter and slide into those DMs. Email us, gamethattune at gmail.com. Or find us individually on Twitter and bug us because we're always looking to talk with you guys. We love uh, we love chit chat and we love talking about video game music. We love sending my man gifts from uh, Justice League, you know. So find us on Twitter. Uh, I am on Twitter at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at jpreganjr. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at dfd Fleming, and you can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore Legend. Hell yeah, guys. So, uh, you know, happy 4th of July to anybody that's listening, anybody that's watching live. Uh, and we're going out with, uh, with some music from a fourth game that may or may not be featured on next week's show. I might be showing my hand a little bit on this one, but uh, this one might sound a little bit familiar. It's uh, some song from some fighting series that I like. It's, uh, it's from Tekken 4. So uh, peace out, everybody. Castlevania The Adventure is copyright 1989 Konami Company Limited. Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors is copyright 2010 Axis Games and Spike Chunsoft Company Limited. Sonic Chaos is copyright 1993 Sega Games Company Limited. WarioWare Twisted is copyright 2005 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon are copyright 2016 Game Freak Incorporated, Nintendo of America Incorporated, Creatures Incorporated, and The Pokemon Company. Jesse, I'm digging the tank top look, man. Oh, thank you. John, have you considered wearing a tank top? No. Sure. Tank that tune.
Take that, that top. Uh, too late. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty pleased, pleased with my cat shirt. And they probably have tank tops with cats on them. <gasps> <gasps> Game changer. <laughs> this changes everything. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can never tell if he's saying ask so hard or asshole hard. No, it's ask so hard. So hard. 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 <laughs> I like asshole hard. He's gonna kick his asshole hard. <laughs> it's like boy's soul and boy's hole. <laughs> Am I the only person who didn't get a haircut? I didn't get a haircut. Oh, okay. David, you really like, should consider getting a haircut. Damn, everybody looks stylish. I just feel like I look like crap. Johnny, do we have a countdown for the show? Have we been streaming these friends hot takes this whole time? No, we're on the end. I sure hope. I'll make sure to let you know. Before I alienate okay. our must-see are... TV Thursday crowd. We are now on. So let me give you the countdown. Fuck Friends. It's a terrible show. You never watch Friends on Thursday nights? Fuck Oh, I no. forgot. You're too busy balls deep and all that pussy. Yeah, that's <laughs> me, man. You know, crushing that Nickelodeon Thursday night. It's well, a I good Well, I we all can agree that Frasier is the superior programming. Oh, no. oh obviously. Please, no question. Duh. Yeah. We watch Frasier far more than Friends, so... Okay, good. Because hmm. Frasier is amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's fucking superior. Uh, anyway, um, 